This is episode 47 of African in American with your girl, Six the Goddess. And keep in mind, I'm a goddess and I'm sensitive about my shift. Peace and love, family. I hope you're all doing well. I'm doing well. My family is doing amazing. Um... I apologize that no episode was dropped last week. Uh, My family and I are in the process of moving out of state. And uh, we were house hunting last week. And oh my God, it was treacherous. Um, House hunting is really uh, one of those instances where you're reminded that being black in this country uh, is different for anyone else. Um, you know, white people never have to, like, house hunt and think to themselves, like, I wonder if we'll get, if we won't get approved because we're white. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, white people don't have to be like, hmm, I wonder if they're going to, you know, deny us this property because, you know, because we're white. <laughs> like, no white person ever has to think of that, you know, but... You know, when you're going in a in a in a nice neighborhood and for a nice home and you know, you're meeting with the realtors and the owners, you always have that thought in the back of your head like, are they low key thinking I don't wanna rent to these niggas? Um, you know, it's just these are the everyday things that, you know, we kind of experience as a people. Um that in reality it's just a different way we have to operate. We have a different set of worries you know, they have to be taken into consideration when even doing simple everyday things. And uh, I think it's an example of, you know, white privilege and what it is, because there's so many, so much confusion on what white privilege is, you know, that's another example of it, your privilege of, you know, something as simple as applying for a home and not having to wonder if your skin color will be a factor on that. Um, but we are looking. We found a few homes that we like. Uh, I'm trying to get a home with an extra bedroom because I'm trying to create my own like recording studio and a space where I can fulfill my orders and run my website because uh, without adequate space and organization, it just comes becomes very difficult to kind of carry out simple tasks, um, you know, when running a business. So... A home office is definitely in my eyesight. We're just trying to find the right place, you know, uh, the right neighborhood, the right layout. So it's a process. I really want us to find something where we can truly build and expand our family, you know, and it be everything that we need for our sacred home space. Um, so there's two different things we're going to discuss this week. Um And the first thing I want to discuss, just because it was, like, such a huge deal and everyone was talking about it. So, y'all know I love to take, like, you know, current things that go on or things people say and kind of, you know, while it's fresh on our minds and why we were freshly speaking about it, where we can take it and kind of learn, you know, and learn lessons and grow. So, definitely is going to talk about the Aisha Curry um comment if I mean I'm sure everyone has heard about what she said at this point and then we're also going to be doing a segment which I was supposed to do last week but you know things got crazy but uh we're going to do this segment on 
things that men need to look uh, look for in women that they're um, dating when they are at the stage in their life where they are looking for a wife. Uh, we're going to discuss things to look for and questions to ask because this is very important uh, because we really, uh, the first thing in our mind is we think about girls and how, oh, they need their dads to put them on game and teach them about men. And we forget that it is equally important for men to have their mothers, sisters, or women in their life of any sort to put them on game about women because men and women are wired completely differently and it requires someone in that sex to put you on game on how their minds really work. And most of the time, men will not you know, men outside of a woman's family will not put her on real game about men because, um, as my father put me on game, he said, only take advice from the men in your family because they're the only ones that are not trying to sleep with you. We talked about this before. So you can't really take advice from like random dudes because the way men's brains work in the back of his mind, he may potentially get to maybe sleep with you one day. So he doesn't want to put you on game that will let you know not to let him do that. <laughs> you know, but when you're getting the game from a family member, they have no intentions on sleeping with you anyway. So they don't mind putting you on the real game. You have the real game and you have like the minor hints that, you know, men outside your family may throw to you, but not too much. Like... Men are going to be like, we don't want these women out here knowing too much now because then we won't be getting any more pussy. And you wouldn't. So, but um, for the fellas, I'm going to put you on game because I'm sick of seeing y'all out here like this. Okay. Uh, because you know, on this show, we ignore bitch ass niggas. Okay. On this show, we are only acknowledging healthy, mature men um, that are not toxic and are not broken and are just like regular guys, okay, that, you know, are just trying to build with a queen, okay, because I don't want y'all emailing me and commenting me and DMing me about, well, you can't say that because these niggas be out here doing XYZ and we're not acknowledging them. See, that's, that's how you get rid of them. Men, if if men are not being acknowledged by women, they will change. But as long as even one woman is acknowledging them, that's enough for them. So that's why on this show, we are not giving them our, our energy. So we're, we're referring to these questions for healthy, normal black men, okay? We're going to do that in the latter segment. So first, I want to get into this Aisha Curry situation. I'm going to give y'all the, the, in a nutshell, version of uh, kind of of what happened in case you didn't see the interview. Now, what I will say first is that if you did not kind of, if you only watched a small clip of this, it can definitely come off as worse than what it really was. When you really watch the interview as a whole, why, and listen to everything that was said before she made the comment, you know, her body language, what was mentioned after the comment, it's not as bad as it sounds or seemed when you only are taking out this 10-second clip. Um, but in a nutshell, you know, Jada Pinkett Smith has the Red Table Talk show on Facebook. And, um, you know, she has different guests. And she ended up having, like, basketball wives and family as her guests. And they were having a conversation about, you know, how do you handle 
women throwing themselves at your man. Now, keep in mind, most of us are not in Aisha Curry's situation. Most of us have like, you know, regular everyday dudes, which they may have women that look at them here and there and stuff, but they're not NBA players. You know, you know, if you're not with someone famous, women are not necessarily throwing it at them like they are famous guys that are recognizable that they know. And even the famous guys they throw themselves at, they're not even necessarily throwing themselves at him because he's so great. They're throwing themselves at his money, at his status. Um, so it's important to keep that in mind. So uh, I think with Aisha, I'm just going to, I'm speaking from attempting to put myself in her shoes. Uh, I have dated um, someone in the NBA before, and I'm not going to lie, I couldn't handle it. It was just like too much for me. I personally believe that NBA players, rappers, um, there are just certain things that you're, that kind of come with that that you have to be willing to eat and accept. And if you can't, it's best to just kind of stay away from men in those situations because it's very rare that men in a spotlight like that are like 100% faithful. Some of them are. I have seen some rappers, you know, some athletes be faithful husbands, but, uh, you know, we like to worry more so about the majority and uh, majority is just too much. Like the women, like basically putting their vaginas on a silver platter and giving them the fork like you know so I personally that's why I say I can't judge Aisha too much because me personally I just can't deal only because it's like it's more annoying than anything like I just hate seeing women beg for dick like I just totally cannot handle that it's just like to me that's just the lowest of the low as a woman like in the very least if you're gonna like fuck on these dudes at least make them you know, come to you, but it's like, my God, where, how much lower can you get when you're like begging for dick? I can't deal. So for me personally, I get so egged and irritated with that. So where it was just like, I, whew, this just ain't worth it to me. Um, so again, we're speaking on Aisha's feelings from the outside looking in and, you know, just imagining what it would be like for her. So basically, Aisha, they, like I said, they asked the question, you know, is it difficult to see men or women throwing themselves at your man? And Aisha said that um, for the past 10 years, uh, she has watched women throw themselves at Steph. And for the past 10 years, no man look at her or approach her. And then she said, um, it's not that I want the attention, but it would be nice to know that someone's looking, okay? So after she said that, you definitely felt the energy shift slightly in the interview. And I think that Jada came in and, you know, was trying to, like, talk a little bit more about, what exactly do you mean by that? Jada was like, because you're not looking, right? And Aisha was like, no, I'm, I'm not looking. It's just, you know, you you just feel invisible pretty much. Um. And so, uh, when me and my boo had did an episode, it was like two weeks ago, two, three weeks ago, we did our episode and we were talking about how, like, if we put all the BS aside, the reality is that a lot of men, the reason why they're not committing is because they have that horrible fear of committing to a woman that's like screwing other dudes or, you know, is going to leave him for the next shiny, bright thing with more money than him. Like that if we really 
cut it down to the root of the issue, that's really what it is. And that men kind of act completely different with a woman that he's confident that is his and only his and wants anyone but him. So, of course, you know, since that's like the worst fear for a dude, hearing Aisha say that, like, triggered hella niggas. Like, niggas was triggered as hell. So, you saw all the all the triggered single guys, because you know it's not any married guys making these comments. They're like, oh, she's married and she wants attention from other dudes and she looking for a new dick and she a thought and, oh, these bitches ain't never satisfied. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> First of all, this is Aisha Curry. I highly, highly doubt that Aisha Curry is wanting, like, new dick. Like, I don't... And if it was any other woman, we could maybe entertain that as an option. But I'm like, okay, can we, like, not get triggered and be logical? This is Aisha Curry. I do not think that she wants to, like, go out and have new penis. Like, I don't think she's that kind of woman, nor do I think that's what she meant. Um, Francis Crest Welsing has a really dope lecture, um, where she basically is talking about, um, uh, just, just us as a people, us functioning. And she suggested that black, uh, men and women should not get married women before the age of 30 and men before the age of 35. And the more I am in my relationship and the older I get, the more I understand why she said that. Um, you have to think about the things that mold your brain into becoming a mature adult. There are certain experiences that you have to have. There are certain heartbreaks that you have to have. There are certain things you have to go through um, to really understand certain things. When you're like Aisha and Steph and you guys got together and got married so young, this is pretty much, if not pretty much, or is the only man you know. And uh, basically what happens is if this is your husband and it has been so from a young age, the only attention that you um, should care about or the only attention you should um, be worried about is the attention from your husband. So if there is any period in time where that man is not giving you the attention you need, because we talked about this before, feminine women require adoration. I am not arguing this point with anyone. I'm not going back and forth with anyone about it. It's a thing that feminine women need. If you don't agree, you're probably a masculine woman and you can sit down. Women can lie to you all day and say that they do not need a man to validate them. And that may be true. But you will need the man that you are in a relationship with to validate you. One of the worst things you can do as a man is have your woman like change her hair or get her nails done and you do not comment on that. Because no matter what she says to you subconsciously, yes, she gets things done to look good for herself. But trust and believe it makes her happy. It makes her feel fulfilled. It makes her feel feminine and sweet when you acknowledge that. You know, we sit in the shops for hours. You sit in that shop for hours and come home and he don't even look up or say anything. That could be devastating to a woman. Um, uh, I also I also think that while getting married does mean that you're becoming one, I think it's important to understand that you are two individuals that are kind of um, assimilating. 
you know, their lives and who they are uh, into a partnership. But you are still your own person. Okay, Uh, your self-esteem will still be derived from yourself and how you view yourself. And I'm not saying that it's not good to wrap your entire being and identity into your man because he's going to leave you. I'm just saying that you should not wrap your whole self-esteem and your your confidence in a man. Because what if he dies? Okay, you know what I'm saying? What if he dies? It's not even so, oh, don't trust them because you never know when they're going to leave. It's. I don't think you should put your put that much power in someone's hand to have so much control on how you feel about yourself because people people can go at any time. And and then, you know, those are the people where someone dies and they can't recover from it because they wrap their whole existence into this person. You have to always remain you. Uh, and I think that Aisha is a beautiful sister, uh, but I think that is an example of what happens when you do not... Uh, You know, when you wrap your whole identity into being a wife, when you have your entire existence uh, be around being a mom, being a wife and a mother is one of the most honorable and important roles that a woman will play in her life. But it is just that it is a role. It is a role that has responsibilities. Okay, And, and it's a role that has a setting, you know, that you have to fulfill. However, that person, you are still the person. You have the role that you are playing, but you are still that individual. And if you wrap your whole existence into being a wife, then if and when your husband gets busy uh, or maybe your, you know, things are off in the relationship, it's going to directly affect how you feel about yourself. Um, I, I, uh, I personally feel like I noticed this... Um, I noticed this, uh, I'm trying to think of the right word to use. But when we speak about attention seeking, um, I think that we have decided that some of our attention seeking is better and more holy than the attention seeking of others. Um, I see a lot of people speak on social media and other platforms about, oh, this person is seeking attention. And it's so ironic because it's like you wrote that comment seeking attention and you sought that attention by putting down the way the other person sought the attention. Um, I noticed that Aisha tended to be slightly condescending when she would talk about the way she would dress and she'll be like, oh, I'm... I, I'm modest and I think it should only be for my man. Basically like, oh, the rest of y'all that show any skin are wrong. And it's like, baby girl, you got to have balance. Because she literally will like go to the beach wearing a tablecloth and then be like, oh, no one's looking at me. Of course, baby girl. Um, now, do I think that you should have your have some cleavage showing in a parent-teacher conference? No, but if you're going to an event or a bar, Aisha... And other women who think her that way, baby, it's about balance. Nobody is telling you to have your ass out, but no one is also telling you to walk around wearing a shower curtain all the time. No one is telling you that you should wear loose-fitting clothes and you shouldn't show off your shape and be sexy. What the hell? Being sexy is a part of it being a woman. You know, and I and I noticed that what women like that will do is to get attention and to get adoration and praise from men, they'll scoff at the other women like, oh. They're not as modest as me. So, you know, 
you should like me and give me attention because look at me, I'm not seeking the attention. And it becomes like that. And it's like, can we all cut the shit? You know, all, everybody, man, woman, black or white or purple, a, seeks attention in some kind of way. No attention-seeking is worse than others. It's all the same thing. We're all humans and we all require it. I do not feel like Aisha Curry was wrong to say um, that she she wants the attention. I think she was wrong to say that she uh, wants the attention from other men. Because I'm going to tell you what happens, fellas. Now... Well, let me go back and say this. Um, it was interesting for me to see how people uh, were so quick to kind of ride for Steph. I think it goes back to that lack of male accountability that we sometimes have. And we will constantly like blame women as opposed to putting equal accountability on both sexes. A woman gets raped and we say she shouldn't have let him on. She shouldn't have wore that short skirt. You know, and it's like, okay... I see what you're saying, but also the men shouldn't be raping, you know? So with this situation with Aisha, it's like, oh, she shouldn't be uh, seeking attention from other men. And it's like, you know, let's be logical here. Who is to say that Steph is this loving, loyal, perfect husband that he portrays himself to be online? Like, why do we automatically like sentence Aisha to a beheading? And then it's like no one even bats an eye to ever question. What if Steph is not who he's saying that he is? Okay, I don't see too many times where, you know, a brother posting his wife all day, every day. I love my wife and he's cheating on her and beating on her. But behind the scenes, um, fellas, you have to give your wife adequate attention. I do not care if you are in the playoffs. I don't care if you are in the closing quarter of your business or job or whatever it is. It only takes a second to acknowledge your wife. And when you acknowledge your wife and give her the attention that she needs, the validation that she needs from you, it will affect her. Um, no matter how busy you are, it does not excuse you. It takes a second to acknowledge her. A simple, you know, in the morning, a simple, you know, caress and a kiss a little booty grab and damn baby you so fine and you know go about your day and kill them today baby that keeps a woman alive women are flowers um i don't remember whose quote this was but they said that a woman is a flower and her husband is the fence around the garden and that was so beautiful to me because i'm like that really is a perfect analogy of how women are we are delicate we are flowers. Um, you cannot leave your flower garden for weeks and weeks and months and months and not give it any attention. The flowers will die. Um, it is the same for women. Um, I know a sister, her husband was deployed in Iraq and this man wrote her a letter every day so that every day she would receive a letter telling her she was beautiful and good morning and I love you and thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for taking care of the children. And it kept their marriage thriving even when he was away because she saw that he found a way to acknowledge her and give her attention and validate her and make her feel special regardless that he's in Iraq dodging bullets and bombs. The smallest thing, a note, a letter, a booty grab, a kiss, it can take seconds out your day, fellas, and it will keep your wife from feeling the way she felt. Because again, this is my opinion, 
We don't know what truly is going on with them. They could be perfectly fine for all we know. She could be making all this up in her head for all we know. We don't know. Okay, but I'm just going off of what she said and what my opinion is on what my spirit told me from her words. Um, and for her to say that um, she doesn't feel it, for her to say it would be nice to know that someone is looking, I take that as her making, excuse me, her making a very bad attempt at getting Steph's attention. Um, if I had to guess my opinion, please do not take this as me reporting. This is what really happened. I have no clue. Once again, we're just speaking on this from a general point of view to talk about this because this is an issue that can affect our own relationships. Um, excuse me, what is this? Um, I am simply saying that for her to say that in my eyes, it means if she's saying no one's looking, she want to know someone's looking. It made me think, well, Steph must not be looking. Okay, this is the only man you've been with. You've been with him since you were a child. He's the only man you're allowed to look at, apparently. <laughs> only man you're allowed to look at or even breathe at. Um, so if he's not giving you attention, I can see how she felt like, my God, is anyone seeing me? You know, is anyone looking at me? Um, you know, Aisha portrays herself as a, a loyal, faithful wife. So I'm sure, you know, and Steph is a wealthy, respected man. So I'm sure that men are not like in her DM, you know, I, 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 I'm not saying men are not in her DM, but you know what I'm saying? When guys see her, they know who she is. So I'm sure they're not like pulling up, rolling down the window, like, hey, little mama, let me get your number. But, um, you know, I can see how she would turn to that or think that that was okay if she feels like she's not getting it from Steph because women have to get it from somewhere. Now, I feel like had she been single for some of her 20s and kind of like, you know, lived her life on her own a little bit, she wouldn't even mention seeking attention from other dudes because she wouldn't, it would just not even be on her mind because she would have been there, done that, and she'll know like them niggas ain't shit. They don't want shit. And I don't give a damn what any of them say or think. I don't think she has that because she never experienced, you know, being on her own, really. Um, she probably went from her parents' house to Steph and never really, you know, did her own thing. So in her eyes, maybe it looks glorious. Like, oh, I want to get attention from dudes. And it's like, girl, they don't want shit. You know what I'm saying? Whereas a woman who, you know, was single for some time and lived her life will be like, girl, don't worry about them. Trust me. They don't want shit. They ain't about shit, girl. Go home to your husband. Don't even think about it. But when you never experience that, I can see how in her eyes it can seem like, oh, that would be nice. Once you've been through it, it's like, whoo, it's not nice. It's please don't look at me. Talk to me. Touch me. Please get out of my face. <laughs> um, So you got to be understanding. I'm like, you know, and then people was like screenshotting different posts that Steph had made like about her or with her. And I'm like, see, let me tell you the way my brain works. Um, because I try to always uh, kind of look at all angles. And I'm like, Steph has built his brand. This man got shoes, endorsements, all type of stuff. He has built this brand off of the persona of being a wealthy, wholesome, loving, Christian father. So if he does not, um, if he does not stand by that, it can affect his cash. It can affect his money. 
So I'm like, you know, y'all sending me all these screenshots of, oh, Steph does post her and he does talk about her and he does show her attention. I don't care about that. Okay, because like we said at the beginning of this episode, he could be posting her ass every day and walking right past her in real life. He could be posting her on Instagram and not saying nothing to her at the house. Okay, so we cannot tell women they are wrong for how they feel. You know, and then when niggas got real triggered, they were like, oh, well, Steph would have been wrong if he would have said uh, he wants attention from random chicks and other girls. And it's like, brothers, I really hate when you all try to do that whole vice versa thing. When it's like, well, if a man did it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Okay, it does not work that way. Uh, there are certain things that will be different for men and be different for women. That's just what it is. You cannot be so bratty as to pull a, well, men do it or, well, women do it every time you do something you're not supposed to do. Um, men do not give birth. Okay, this is why when women who are mothers and they speak on how they feel after giving birth or after, you know, having children and things like that, this is why it's best for men to not try to mansplain her being wrong for how she feels. Okay, because you have not pushed a human through your vagina. You did not have a human gestating in your stomach for nine months. Okay, it wasn't your ankle swollen. All right, so first of all, fellas, just shut your mouths when women are speaking on how they feel when it comes to their bodies, when it comes to giving birth, because you don't know. So stop saying it would be wrong if Steph did the same thing. When Steph did not have three children like Aisha did, y'all can get a woman pregnant a thousand times and still be out here with six-pack abs. You don't have to lay down and be pregnant. You ain't got to lay down and give birth. You don't have to do any of that. If you are fat, it's because you're just fat. Okay, your body is not going through pregnancy like ours is. So yes, it would be different if Steph said that. Okay, Aisha saying that after bringing three children into this world is different than Steph saying that who's still running around hooping and throwing balls in and out of nets with apps. Okay, he has not pushed a baby out of his vagina. So y'all can stop with the what if men did it. Shut the hell up. You're different than us. Okay, you don't go through the same things. Yes, it would be different if Steph said that. Oh, well, get over it. It is what it is. Okay, I do commend Aisha for being honest about how she felt. However, I personally believe, and this is me getting counseling from the married women I trust in my life. Um, I had a sister tell me, she said, do not speak on your marital issues unless the marriage is over. If you are staying in that marriage and whatever insecurities or issues you are having, discuss that with your partner. If you're Christian, discuss that with your pastor. Uh, discuss it with your trusted family. Discuss it with a psychologist. Discuss it with a marriage counselor. Um, every woman is different. Some women feel that they, they can trust their friends to talk about their marital problems with. Now, if your spirit tells you that that is the way to go, then sister, trust your spirit because everybody is wired differently. You may have super solid friends that would never 
you know, have your business in the street that would never judge you, that would never wear whatever you tell her about your man, she won't hold it against him and will still continue to love him once the issue is resolved as you will when he digs you down and give you that makeup sex and you forgot about everything that happened. If you feel like your girlfriends can do that, then by all means, baby girl, tell him. Now, me personally, my personal opinion, I don't believe in talking to your girlfriends about your marital issues. I think a counselor is fine because they're under oath and they have an obligation to not tell your business, to not pass judgment, and they are educated on these issues. Um, I think that Aisha was completely not wrong for how she felt. I think she was wrong for discussing, because that's a marital issue. When you're married and still feel like no one's even looking your way, that's a marital issue. That, to me, is a neglect issue. So you got on national, a national platform <clears throat> to speak on an issue in your marriage and you kind of shot yourself in the foot because when you speak on your insecurities, it triggers the insecurities of others. And the last thing you want is people projecting their insecurities onto your marriage. The last thing you want is to humiliate your husband. Uh, because I've seen many times where once a man gets humiliated by his wife, it slowly breaks the marriage down. Uh, we talked about this before where we said men stay, men stay where they are respected Women stay where they are adored. And that's the difference in us as men and women. So when you take that man's respect away and humiliate him, it can slowly cause a resentment. And I've seen a lot of times where after that happens, you know, a year or two later, we find out a divorce has been filed because he just mentally was not able to come back from that humiliation. Um, so... Uh, I think the top things that we can get from that is the first one, keep your marriage issues off of TV, off of interviews, off of everything, unless you are divorcing and you want to, you know, then explain to your family or friends or whoever why you're divorcing. <clears throat> so people can know that you are divorced. So they don't still associate you with each other. I can see that. But, you know, if you still want to be in your marriage, if, if you feel like there's any hope in fixing your marriage, even if you are going through a rough patch, do not discuss that with the world. Uh, the second thing that I think we can learn, ladies, is maintain your own identity and sexy and balance. Be balanced in the way you dress. Uh, be balanced in your individuality. Um, be balanced in uh, your role as a human and as a wife and a mother. Balance is the key there. And the last thing that we can take from that is men adore your wives every single day. Um, my fiance, we, he, he works for himself. Right now, I'm working when my clients need a haircut, okay? <laughs> so normally... His, uh, he doesn't have his first gigs normally until like lunchtime. So I'm normally out the house before he is. And every time I leave the house, excuse me guys. Ooh, I had to take, take a sip of water. I was running my mouth with a client and 
I think I was running my mouth so much. We were talking about something, had me cracking up. And I was laughing so much. I think I messed up my voice. Um, so whenever I would leave the house, I normally am leaving the house before him. And literally, I could set my watch to it every day. Um, he gets up, walks me to the front door, or sometimes he'll walk me to the car. He gives me a kiss. And then as I drive off or as I walk off, he'll be like, have a great day with your fine ass. Every morning, I don't care if how early it is or what's going on, how busy we are. He makes us stop in the morning to hug for a few seconds. He always, he'll, he'll be like, babe, come here. Like now I kind of like, I'll get up and I'll just sit there because I, I can't wait for him to be like, babe, come here. Woo, Chile. And he always makes sure that he embraces me. And every day before I leave that house, he tell me how fine I am. Everywhere we go, I don't care where we go, how bad the women are where we go, he, he says, babe, you the baddest thing in here. And guess what? That's what people be like, oh. You, you so full of yourself. It's his fault. He be hyping me up because guess what? Once my man tell me, baby, you the finest thing, period. Period. I don't care what none of y'all say. He say I'm the finest thing going, period. That's what it is. Check. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. And, and I have to think, you know, how would I feel if he was so busy that he was just not looking my way? How would I feel if he was so busy where he wasn't doing that? It would affect me. So it's like, Aisha, sis, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt and say that maybe Steph got caught up. Let's, let's just take the, 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 the best case scenario. Best case scenario is Steph simply got caught up with the playoffs. Maybe he, you know, wasn't fully aware of how it was coming off to her. She wasn't getting adequate attention. Maybe he can turn that around. They'll be fine. But I get it. Um, and again, you, you don't need a man to validate you. You do not. But once you're married or engaged, your man has to validate you. He's the only man designated and allowed to give the attention. So if he don't get it, where is it coming from? Um, my fiance, it maybe takes him 30 seconds of his day to just make me feel so beautiful and so admired and appreciated that no one can bring me down. Because once he don't hype me up and told me I'm so fine... No matter what any other man says throughout that day, all he said is what mattered. I'm good after that. But see, if you're not giving her that acknowledgement and that adoration, now her little eyes wandering around looking like somebody, anybody, please spare a little attention in this cup for me. You know, don't have your woman out here like that. Don't have her out here like that looking for someone to look at her. You look at her. Okay, ladies, don't be out here having your man look crazy. Just talk to the man. Talk to the man. If you talk to the man, and, and that's that's the beauty in being feminine. Um, I think Aisha's a feminine woman from what I can see. Um, and I think that had she just went to Steph and been like, you know, not in a nagging way, not in a bratty way, but in a serious, honest, vulnerable way. And just been like, listen, babe, I feel like, you know, you're not really acknowledging me. I don't feel the love right now. I really need you. I know you're busy. But if we could just take, you know, five or ten minutes in the morning to, you know, their Christians to pray together and, 
you know, give me a hug and give me a kiss. You know, I, I want you to acknowledge me. Like, you know, if I change my hair or do my hair, I want you to say something like, you know, then what happens is with a masculine man, then you melt him. He melts. Um, masculine men have to kind of melt first. When you come at him with a list of demands, puffing your chest out, he will shut down every time. And no matter what you're saying, he's going to find a way to play dumb or combat you or ignore you. But when you come at him in a feminine, sweet, vulnerable, honest way, he can't help it. You know, when you, when you come at him the right way, his reaction will be more so like, oh, my God, my baby. Oh, my God, my baby, my gem, my earth. My precious stone is feeling neglected. Oh, shit, let me step my game up. Okay, that's how you get men to do what you want. Um, that's feminine communication. Not, you need to look at me, and if you don't, the next nigga will. That's going to make him be like, well, bitch, bye. Good luck. If he can get you, he can have you, you know, but... When it's more like, babe, this is hurting me. And be very clear, ladies, in how you feel. Babe, it hurts my feelings when. My love, it really makes me feel uh, badly when. Hey, babe, I really... Be very clear in your communication. Be very strong in your words. Um, baby... I don't like when this makes me feel like it It really hurts me when it really bothers me when these, you know, be clear, be concise and be feminine. Um, now, if you do have that conversation with your partner, you know, and you give him time to be aware of it and to make the changes. And if you do not see those changes happening then you have to start asking yourself serious questions because you don't want to be that woman that's like stuck in a marriage with a man that doesn't care or a man that's emotionally cold to you and closed off to you. Um, marriage is definitely a forever thing, but it's a forever thing as long as both people are mature and have enough self-control and consciousness to Always be aware of their actions and how it affects their partner. Forever doesn't mean you be with him forever and you're neglected and disrespected. It doesn't mean that. Now, at the first you know, sign of conflict, you don't jump ship. However, you need to communicate clearly, work with him, grow together, and make those changes. If he's unwilling to make those changes and he's unwilling to be a husband... Okay, and you're going to have to make some serious decisions because when a man loves you and wants to be married and understand we are in this forever. Okay, so if my wife says she needs this or that, it's not my job to argue with her about if she should or shouldn't need it. It's my job to provide that. And those are the mindsets that create long lasting marriages. My older clients, I'm a barber for those I don't know. My older clients have been married 60, 80 years. They're like, I don't want conflict with my wife. She's my wife. She made a vow that I'm the man that has to fulfill all her needs forever. I took that vow and that duty. You know, so when she comes to me and says, I need this or I need that, I need to do it. Because who else is going to do it? She made a vow that it's only me. I made a vow to take care of her. And those are the men that you can be with forever. 
Um, but the man where their ego makes it unable, makes them unable or unwilling to change and grow for you when they're the only ones you can go to for it, they may not be husband material. And before you sit and suffer forever just to say you're married or just to say you're with someone, you need to leave. Um, and that's just, that's my opinion on the situation. There's tons of Aishas out there. There are tons of people going through suffering in their marriages and relationships and, you know, not knowing how to get it out. I thought that girl was suffering and she finally had a time where she had some attention on her and had an ability to speak and she, she took it. Okay, so let's take these issues and learn and grow so we can continue to build these strong black relationships. So now we are going to talk about things that brothers need to be aware of, questions that need to be asked right away when, you know, interested in a woman or looking to date a woman um, so that you can figure out what you need to know in order to find out if this woman is worthy of carrying on your legacy and being your wife. Okay, because men that value themselves are not squandering their sperm on rats. Okay, it's like this is the woman that's going to raise your children that are going to carry on your legacy. That is not a responsibility that you can give to just anyone. Okay, and now if you was a young dude and you made that mistake and you learned from it, hey, but if y'all are grown men still like with hood rat baby mamas, this episode is for you. This episode is also for the brothers who have not had children yet so that when you do decide you want to go down that road, that road, you know what to look for in the woman you're going to choose to become your wife and carry that out for you. Now, as a disclaimer, these are not questions that you should see a woman at a bar and walk up to her and be like, so how do you feel about home childbirth? Okay, it's not, it's not, please, cause, and y'all don't laugh because I have to give these disclaimers because y'all will be surprised at the shit people say. Okay, so I know this sound dumb, but I have to give these disclaimers because there's always those people who will take everything to the extreme and be dramatic as to disagree and have something about to say about what someone is saying. So just for those people, I'm going to give the disclaimers first. Do not walk up to a woman in a bar and ask her these questions. These questions are for a woman that you have already talked to and she has agreed to go on an actual date with you. She needs to be clear this is a date, not something super casual, not like, hey, let's be friends and let's go to lunch. No, this is, she is acknowledging that she is going on a date. Okay, you have asked her on a date. Date meaning we are going to date to see if we are on the same page and compatible to see if we then want to enter a courtship. Because remember, it goes dating, courtship, engagement, marriage. There are four steps to this thing. Um, so brothers, if this woman has not acknowledged that she is on a date with you, please do not ask her these questions because then she's going to be like, I came here for free food and this nigga's getting deep and you don't want to embarrass yourself. Okay. So make sure, <laughs> make sure this woman is actually on a date with you before you ask these questions. Okay. Um, also, before we get into this, 
just like asking these questions and getting the right answer is important, asking these questions and getting no answer will also tell you a lot. Okay, because when you ask some of these questions and the women say, well, what's that got to do with that, with anything? Or why is that important? That is also a red flag for you to get up and run. Um, Also, another disclaimer before we start is I want to talk about the danger of sucking in people's energy. Um... Sometimes people feel like, oh, I'll just date all these people and I'll just, you know, I'll just stick around and we'll see where it goes. Or I'm not going to ask these questions right away. I'll give it some time first. And what happens is now you you don't want to ask the important questions off rip. Okay, so you go on three, four, five dates. Okay, now you've sucked in this person's energy for three, four, five dates. And now it becomes harder and harder for you to see that person for who they really are. Now it becomes harder and harder for you to cut off contact with that person. Okay. Being around someone, um, sucking in their energy, uh, vibing with them, you know, spending time with them. That is not something that you should do with just anyone. Because before you know it, you have a bunch of useless and toxic people hanging around in your life because you didn't kind of see what it was off rip and kind of decide if you did or or did not want to further pursue, you know, dealings with that individual. Um, So I personally do not believe that you should that any of these questions that we're about to go through are the kind of questions where it's like, oh, you shouldn't ask this on the first date. I think these questions should absolutely be asked on the first date. And again, last disclaimer, this is the disclaimer that we are referring to two individuals who are grown, mature, and are actively seeking mates to get married. This is not for people having dick and dinner and casual sex and fuck buddies and let's just see where it goes kind of people. These are people consciously aware of what they want and taking the steps they need to find a partner a life partner so if you want dick and dinner or coochie and cookies this is not for you this conversation is not for you okay you can exit now save yourself these last few minutes um yeah so what happens is the men don't ask these questions right away and they just keep dating and hanging out because we talked about this before that dating and hanging out is easy okay anyone can put their good face on for a few days and have some fun with you and have some conversation with you Okay, now you don't sat and converse with this girl, hung out with this girl. Now she's just kind of sticking around and you're still like sending her good morning, beautiful text when she's actually useless. Cut that shit off from the beginning. Don't even give yourself time to get enthralled in that person. Don't even give yourself enough time to suck in their energy or have them become a part of your routine. Um, so for some will, this will, some will feel like these questions are too much for a first date, some won't. So now, you've met a woman, okay, y'all have spoken probably on the phone, um, here or there, uh, she has now agreed to go on a date with you, okay, let's start there, now, let's talk about what you should discuss, um, now, I am not a man, but if I was a man, there would be certain things that me as a woman, I know would be important to look for in a mother, uh, uh, someone's going to be a potential mother of my children. Um, 
some of the very important things are education, um, religion. If I, you know, if me personally, if I have a child with somebody and they're going to be telling them, you know, hanging up pictures of white Jesus in the house with my child, that's going to be a problem. That's not going to work for me. You know, we go on a date and you, you know, you're heavy in the church and you love Jesus and all that. Well, we don't need to have a second date because that's something I can't handle because that's going to cause confusion in my child. If one, one parent is super religious and the other one is super spiritual, that child not going to go which way to come or go. I I personally, I don't want to deal with that. I think religion is a huge factor in finding a partner and I think it's best to find a partner that has your same religious beliefs otherwise a child will feel torn and confused like why are mommy and daddy having two different you know mindsets and belief systems how will that child know which one is right or which one is wrong um another deal breaker as a man uh needs to be a discussion about vaccines okay um, is this woman going to haul your child to the doctor's office every time he or she coughs? Are they going to be shoving prescription drugs down your child's child's throat every time they get a mild fever? Okay. If you ask her, you know, what is your take on vaccines? Uh, you know, what is your knowledge on herbal medicine? And she's like, what? Um, you need vaccines. So how are they going to get into school? You need vaccines because otherwise they're going to get sick. I don't play that. I'm getting my baby vaccines. Okay. If my child's sick, I'm going to the doctor. The doctor, the doctor is not like that. They know what they're doing. They're not going to harm these kids. A woman talking like that? Oh, baby girl, check please. Okay. Now, if, if you're asking a woman certain questions on this first date, you know, having those real conversations that need to be have had, if she's getting annoyed check please okay that means her vibrations are low she's used to attracting dudes that are just asking her questions like so what you like to do for fun <laughs> you know what i mean she she wants you to go on the first date and be like so what kind of things you like to cook <laughs> you know what i'm saying like uh so who your favorite rapper is like that's the kind of nigga she want to go on dates with okay she because guess what if she actively looking to be a wife and you actively looking for a wife she should be ecstatic you know that you're asking her these questions also i forgot another disclaimer i am not saying fellas to come on a date pull out a long a a long sheet of paper and be like i have a a few questions for you shawty number one you getting the epidural you know what i'm saying wait a second let's not (laughs) don't drill her okay you don't want to drill her you want to have a meaningful adult conversation and you know throw these questions in here and there just feel her out see where her mind is at and ladies we're going to do a episode um later on about questions women should ask um on on a first date as well but we're not talking about y'all on this episode so do not write me saying that i'm being a pick me and i'm only talking about things for the man we'll handle y'all another day um so brothers if if she gets annoyed by these questions that'll tell you a lot and once again check please do not waste your own time and your own money 
all right um uh, another thing that you need to see and, and and you're asking her these questions you are not alluding to her what the right or wrong answer is just ask her the questions so you can see where her mind is at okay don't you don't want to direct her to feel like you're looking for her to give a certain answer you want to see her for what she honestly is okay um you know you don't want to make her feel like she needs to answer the question the way you want her to because if she's not you know in the mindset she needs to be to carry on your legacy that's fine nothing against her she might be the right woman to carry on another man's legacy she may be ready to carry a man's legacy later on maybe she just you know maybe she's not ready yet so it's nothing to the sisters it's just that may not be the right brother for you Um, something very important that you need to ask a woman about brothers is how does she feel about breastfeeding? Um, formula is something that should only be given to a baby. If one, the mother is physically unable or is not producing milk and has failed at every attempt to you know make milk come down okay not just saying oh milk won't come out oh well no i'm talking about she has sought help for this she has attempted to do what she needs to do to create milk it still didn't work of course give the baby formula let's be realistic here um or if a woman has um some kind of illness that could be transmitted to the baby through breastfeeding breastfeeding should be refrained refrained from as well now um the average woman who is producing milk needs to be given that baby breast milk okay period uh if and and i'm gonna tell you right now women will try to make it seem like so many of them don't breastfeed because uh they weren't able to produce milk or they couldn't um but the truth is majority of women who do not breastfeed just don't do it because it hurts or because they don't want their titties to sag or because They can't wait to run back to their boss and run back to work two weeks after they give birth. Um, Don't let them fool you and make it seem like it's just something that can't be done because it can absolutely be done. Um, It's important to understand that when she gets pregnant, there's a lot that that means. It means that from that point forward, you're going to do what's best for your baby, not what's best for you. I don't care what's inconvenient for you. I who cares? It's about what's best for that child. Um, what goes into that baby's mouth when they're an infant will affect them for the rest of their lives. And to shove nasty, disgusting, chemical-filled formula down your baby's throat because your titties hurt is disgusting. Period. And I said it. Y'all can quote me. I said it. Uh, it absolutely does make you less of a mother. And it absolutely does make you less than a woman. And it's just like with the men, Uh, you know, somebody busts down their family and they run away and don't protect their family. They're less than a man. They're a laughingstock. There are certain things with our roles as men as women where if you fail to carry on that duty, yes, it does make you less of a woman. Yes, it does make you less of a man. Um, And I think breastfeeding is one of those instances Uh, If you are going back to work, if you are busy, listen, pump, pump, okay? What's the excuse there? 
um you need to get a good breast pump not a cheap one i guarantee you if you reach out to even if you can't if you're a single mother if you can't afford a breast pump i guarantee if you reach out to your community they have breast care advocates that can assist you in getting a pump an uh, uh, effective pump so that you can pump milk for your child for when you're away um, in the worst case scenario, you may have to do like a half and half where you'll do some breast milk, some formula if you're not able because some women, when they pump, the pump for some reason will not extract milk for them. Now, if that happens to you, I would say still breastfeed the child and you may can supplement that with formula if necessary here and there. But breastfeeding is your duty as a woman. Okay, you don't see a dog giving birth to her puppies like here's a bottle. No, she lays there and she feeds her child. It's a part of being a mother. It's a part of being a woman. And to make your child susceptible to disease and God knows what else by shoving that disgusting formula down their throats, it definitely does reflect on you as a woman. Because um, when I was talking about breastfeeding, the, there was women that were commenting like, what does breastfeeding have to do with being a wife? <laughs> They're like, what does breastfeeding have to do with being a good woman, being a good mother? Once again, fellas, if she asks you that, run. Check, please. Um, breastfeeding is a sign of selflessness. It's a sign of sacrifice. You need to be with a woman who is willing to do anything for her children. Okay. Uh, it, children raised by a selfish mother tend to be cold. They tend to struggle with their emotions. Um, they, they tend to struggle having successful relationships. Uh, it does something to children when they have a mother where they know my mother was affectionate. I knew she would do anything for me. Um, it makes a big difference. Um, you want your children to thank you and the woman that you choose to be their mother. She will have the most influence over your children, which are your legacy in their lifetimes. Um, breastfeeding is directly connected to that. Um, so you definitely want to ask about that. Uh, you want to also observe her body language throughout the date. Um, is she courteous to the staff at the restaurant? I went on a date with a brother one time and he was... He was talking down so badly on the server and not saying thank you as much as he should. And, and and that showed me so much right there. I never went out with him again. I was just like, ugh, I see how you are. Um, so observe her body language. Observe how she is, you know, treating people around you. Uh, pay attention when she thinks that you're not. Um, because that will tell you a lot okay when someone's guard is down and they're not you know paying attention to how they're coming off that is when you'll see what really needs to be seen um you want to uh you want to have a discussion with her about how she feels about gender roles um now, let me think of the right way to say this, because I want to say this correctly. Otherwise, it's going to be hard to understand. Um, from, from what I've seen, 
from what I've observed, um, the most successful marriages are the ones where the gender roles are extremely clear and everyone has a clear lane to stay in so they are not crashing. Um, if, if you are with a woman who does not fully understand and respect gender roles, you will probably end up with a competitor instead of a balance. Um, I think that talking to a woman about how she, what she feels about femininity, how she feels about being feminine, I think that that will also tell you a lot in how she feels about herself. Because I've seen where some women, the mere mention of femininity or being feminine makes them scoff you know like they're turning their nose up like feminine if she has a negative association with being feminine which is supposed to be the dominant energy in a woman that's also very telling run okay if if you say how do you feel about women being feminine she's like feminine what check please the word of this episode is check, please. Woo! Waiter, I'll take the check. <laughs> yeah, so so how do you feel about, you know, feminine women and masculine men? Feminine women, feminine. I ain't cooking and cleaning for no nigga. I'm going to show you how to pimp a nickel. Run, brother, run. Um, I think it's a good sign when you mention being feminine, which is the dominant female energy. And, you know, she's happy you asked about that. I think... When she has a positive association uh, with being feminine and her femininity, uh, she's a better candidate to be a partner to you. Um, You know, she's less likely to, you know, feel like she has to puff her chest out to keep up with you. Um, I think feminine women understand that you are never keeping up with a man or trying to be equal to a man. Uh, I think that feminine women understand she has her very own lane. uh, And it's a lane that a man couldn't get in if he wanted to. So as opposed to wanting to keep up with his car, she has her own ride. Okay. And she is confident in how she has custom fit that vehicle for her and who she is. So he has his lane in his own way, and she has a whole separate lane. Okay, I think it's important for a woman to understand that, because if she does not understand those gender roles, if she does not understand herself uh, and her own femininity, it's going to be very hard for you two to communicate. Uh, It's going to be very hard for you two to stay together for a long time. And probably the first sign of conflict that you all have, she's going to either drop you or belittle you or emasculate you. And, you know, that pretty much dooms a relationship. Um, So ask about her femininity and make it very, very broad, very vague. How do you feel about women being feminine? Do you feel you're a feminine woman? Um, And pay attention. See, the, the, the key is to ask the questions and then pay attention. Ask them and observe. Ask them very naturally so she, you know, they want her to feel nervous. Or like I said, you don't want her to feel drilled, but it'll tell you a lot. Um, you want to ask her about 
her knowledge of holistic healing. Um, you know, you'll, you'll have women again try to correlate holistic healing in, you know, their abilities as a woman. Um, and again, you know, just as men have their roles that have been assigned to them through the most high, women do also. The men are the protectors and providers, okay? Um, the women are the nurturers and the healers. So being able to heal is indeed directly connected to your measure as a woman. And again, this is nothing to get mad at or offended about. This is just something to step your game up with. Um, because I didn't notice growing up. Okay, I grew up with a single mom. I had never seen a woman and a man be together. I was clueless. Okay, once I found out and really understood my role as a woman, I was like, well, let me get to studying. It ain't too late, sisters. Um, and brothers, oh, let, I meant to say this too. Now, if you ask her certain questions, if you ask her and the sister lets you know that, and she's honest with you and she may say, I am not knowledgeable about this, but... I'm interested that you asked me about that and I am totally willing to educate myself on it. That's different. That's different than what? What that got to do with anything? That don't matter. That's a whole different ball game. Okay, because nobody gets with someone. They're just totally up on everything that they know. We always will learn from each other. So if this sister says, I didn't think about that before, but now that you've brought it up, um, I'm interested in learning more or I am open to that. You can work with that, brothers. Once again, observe what she says. Is she willing to learn if she doesn't know? Um, if you have a mother of your child who is, um, you know, trusting of Western medicine and the pharmaceutical companies, uh, that can mean life and death for your child. Uh, when it comes to uh, drugs when it comes to vaccines yes it is that serious and yes it is a matter of life or death for your children I've even seen and it could be down to the most smallest things where it, it makes me cringe when I see a sister driving and her kids are in the back seat jumping around not in their car seats so me I would talk to her like you know, so how you feel about car seat safety? And I'm dead ass serious. When I see a, a woman with her kids jump around the back seat, I'm like, who got you pregnant? What raggedy Negro put his sperm inside you? Meanwhile, you're not even putting his child in a seatbelt or a car seat. The hell? What in the raggedy shit? <laughs> um, Asking these questions, brothers, will give you insight into the bigger picture of where her mind is at. Because I see, not even brothers, but just people in general, they want to be Captain Sabaho and they want to get with these women and try to like make them into something they're not. Um, if we're following the advice to marry women after 30 and men after 35, then... Uh, <laughs> Then, uh, you know, we got to get down to the nitty gritty. Nobody has time. Like, at all. Okay, we're talking about mature relationships. These are things that no one should have a problem about. No one should be out here wanting to waste their time. It just shouldn't happen. These are grown people. You know, it's like either get with it or get lost. It is not your job to change these grown people in their 30s. It's not. Okay, um... 
I also don't always believe in like explaining yourself to people like once you see what they are once you see that person is not the right candidate for you uh, on either side you gotta haul ass because if you try to confront that person with it um, they may change their answer to please you or they may try to convince you that you didn't see what you saw and you didn't observe what you observe and it's just not worth it once you see the toxicness you know once you see their mind is not ready just throw them back you know do not try to change your brothers just let her go do not go on more dates do not waste any more of your money do not waste any more of your time unless you don't care unless you're out here wasting your own time but if you're actively seeking a wife brothers ask these questions off rip okay and if she has a problem with that that tells you a lot about her and just stop wasting your time um I think that I, I, maybe my mindset is a little bit different when it comes to black men, because since I do, since the industry I work in, if if y'all don't know, your barber is also your like counselor, like your barber is also like your psychologist. And when a lot of my clients open up to me, I just start seeing, I'm like, man, there are brothers out here that are good brothers, but holy crap, they are just not up on game on how to pick a chick out. So I want to have this conversation with you brothers because you deserve it. Okay, good brothers out there that want to protect, want to provide, want to be husbands. You exist. And it's it's fucked up because it's like the the bitch ass niggas get more acknowledgement than you do. You know, the, it in, in, in society's eyes, all the niggas are bitch ass niggas and the good men are far and few in between. And that's not necessarily true. Um... I think it's hard for a good brother to really shine as a good brother without the appropriate good system by his side. And when I say good, I mean what's good for you. Because what's good for you may not be what's good for the next person. Nobody is perfect, but it's about that person that is perfect for you. Um, and then, you know, there may also be the possibility that this brother doesn't want to have children. So, you know, if you don't want to have children, then I would say you would still need to ask these questions because you need to find out if she on the same page as you, Um, you know, let her know if you don't want to have children. How does she feel about that? Um, I personally feel like as black people, even if you don't have children or do not want to have children, you should still appoint yourself to assist in um, to assist in the guidance and um kind of love and attention to a black child who doesn't have any parents there are enough black children out here that either have horrible homes no homes horrible parents or no parents where if a few black couples decide they don't want to have children it will not be the end of the world Okay, if you don't want to have children, that's fine. And if you don't want to be responsible for another child, that's also fine. You know, everyone can make their own decision. But I feel like if it was me and I didn't want children, I would still support a young black child in my community in some way, shape or form. Because all black children are our children. So either way, I think this woman still needs to, you know, have a have a conversation with her on being a woman on being a mother even if having children is not for you because whether you physically have children or not you still have children okay um and and then if you don't want to have the kids i would say figure out what is most important for you in 
and a wife for yourself. Okay, if it's going to be the two of you. Um, And just ask her questions directly related to that. Stop getting your soul tied to these people and getting used to these people and having these people become a part of your routine that are temporary. Okay, so brothers, don't be afraid to ask. Sisters, don't be afraid to get asked. Um, If he is asking you questions like that, it means he sees you as a potential part of his future. Okay, and you should take that as a compliment. That should be something beautiful to you, not something to annoy you. This is how we end up in cycles of fuck niggas because we're so used to the behavior that comes with them that, you know, when you get with a man that's serious and want to build, you feel like, well, dang, you know, why he asking me all this? Why he doing all that? You need him to ask you that, sis. Okay. You want him to be looking to you and at you as a part of his legacy. So do not be offended. Do not feel like, damn, it's the first date. Why go on a second date if a deal breaker for you was revealed in the first date? You're wasting your own time and your time is valuable. Um, and uh, we are all out of time for this week, brothers and sisters. Uh, I want to thank you all for listening. Please don't forget to subscribe, like, and review. Um, we're going to go ahead and close out this week's episode. And as always, peace, love, and black power. This is episode 47 of African in American with your girl, Six the Goddess. And keep in mind, I'm a goddess and I'm sensitive about my shift. Peace and love, family. I hope you're all doing well. I'm doing well. My family is doing amazing. Um, I apologize that no episode was dropped last week. Uh, my family and I are in the process of moving out of state and uh, we were house hunting last week and oh my God, it was treacherous. Um, house hunting is really, uh, one of those instances where you're reminded that being black in this country, uh, is different for anyone else. Um, you know, white people never have to like house hunt and think to themselves, like, I wonder if we'll get, if we won't get approved because we're white, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like white people don't have to be like, Hmm, I wonder if they're going to, you know, deny us this property because, you know, because we're white. (laughs) Like, no white person ever has to think of that, you know, but, you know, when you're going in a, in a, in a nice neighborhood and for a nice home and, you know, you're meeting with the realtors and the owners, you always have that thought in the back of your head, like, are they low-key thinking, I don't want to rent to these niggas, um, You know, it's just these are the everyday things that, you know, we kind of experience as a people um, that in reality, it's just a different way we have to operate. We have a different set of worries, you know, that have to be taken into consideration when even doing simple everyday things. And uh, I think it's an example of, you know, white privilege and what it is, because there's so many so much confusion on what white privilege is, you know, that's another example of it. Your privilege of, you know, something as simple as applying for a home and 
not having to wonder if your skin color will be a factor on that. Um, but we are looking, we found a few homes that we like. Uh, I'm trying to get a home with an extra bedroom because I'm trying to create my own like recording studio and a space where I can fulfill my orders and run my website because uh, without adequate space and organization, it just comes becomes very difficult to kind of carry out simple tasks, um, you know, when running a business. So a home office is definitely in my eyesight. We're just trying to find the right place, you know, uh, the right neighborhood, the right layout. So it's a process. I really want us to find something where we can truly build and expand our family you know, and it'd be everything that we need for our sacred home space. Um, so there's two different things we're going to discuss this week. Um, and the first thing I want to discuss, just because it was like such a huge deal and everyone was talking about it. So y'all know I love to take like, you know, current things that go on or things people say and kind of, you know, while it's fresh on our minds and why we were freshly speaking about it where we can take it and kind of learn, you know, and learn lessons and grow. So definitely is going to talk about the Aisha Curry um, comment. If I mean, I'm sure everyone has heard about what she said at this point. And then we're also going to be doing a segment, which I was supposed to do last week, but, you know, things got crazy. But uh, we're going to do this segment on things that men need to look at uh, look for in women that they're um, dating when they are at the stage in their life where they are looking for a wife. Uh, we're going to discuss things to look for and questions to ask because this is very important uh, because we really, uh, the first thing in our mind is we think about girls and how, oh, they need their dads to put them on game and teach them about men. And we forget that it is equally important for men to have their mothers, sisters, or women in their life of any sort to put them on game about women. Because men and women are wired completely differently. And it requires someone in that sex to put you on game on how their minds really work. And most of the time, men will not you know, men outside of a woman's family will not put her on real game about men because, um, as my father put me on game, he said, only take advice from the men in your family because they're the only ones that are not trying to sleep with you. We talked about this before. So you can't really take advice from like random dudes because the way men's brains work in the back of his mind, he may potentially get to maybe sleep with you one day. So he doesn't want to put you on game that will let you know not to let him do that. <laughs> you know, but when you're getting the game from a family member, they have no intentions on sleeping with you anyway. So they don't mind putting you on the real game. You have the real game and you have like the minor hints that, you know, men outside your family may throw to you, but not too much. Like, men are going to be like, we don't want these women out here knowing too much now because then we won't be getting any more pussy. And you wouldn't. So, but um, for the fellas, I'm going to put you on game because I'm sick of seeing y'all out here like this. Okay. Uh, because, you know, on this show, we ignore bitch ass niggas. Okay. On this show, we are only acknowledging healthy, mature men 
um, that are not toxic and are not broken and are just like regular guys, okay, that, you know, are just trying to build with a queen, okay, because I don't want y'all emailing me and commenting me and DMing me about, well, you can't say that because these niggas be out here doing XYZ and we're not acknowledging them. See, that's, that's how you get rid of them. Men, if, if men are not being acknowledged by women, they will change. But as long as even one woman is acknowledging them, that's enough for them. So that's why on this show, we are not giving them our, our energy. So we're, we're referring to these questions for healthy, normal black men. Okay. We're going to do that in a lighter segment. So first, I want to get into this Aisha Curry situation. I'm going to give y'all the, the, in a nutshell, version of a kind of, of what happened in case you didn't see the interview. Now, what I will say first is that if you did not kind of, if you only watched a small clip of this, it can definitely come off as worse than what it really was. When you really watch the interview as a whole, why and listen to everything that was said before she made the comment you know her body language what was mentioned after the comment it's not as bad as it sounds or seemed when you only are taking out this 10 second clip um but in a nutshell you know jada pinkett smith has the red table talk show on facebook and um you know, she has different guests and she ended up having like basketball wives and family as her guests. And they were having a conversation about, you know, how do you handle women throwing themselves at your man? Now, keep in mind, most of us are not in Aisha Curry's situation. Most of us have like, you know, regular everyday dudes, which they may have women that look at them here and there and stuff, but they're not NBA players. You know, you know, if you're not with someone famous, Women are not necessarily throwing it at them like they are famous guys that are recognizable, that they know. And even the famous guys they throw themselves at, they're not even necessarily throwing themselves at him because he's so great. They're throwing themselves at his money, at his status. Um, so it's important to keep that in mind. So uh, I think with Aisha, I'm just kind of, I'm speaking from attempting to put myself in her shoes uh, I have dated um, someone in the NBA before and I'm not gonna lie I couldn't handle it it was just like too much for me I personally believe that NBA players rappers um, there are just certain things that you're that kind of come with that that you have to be willing to eat and accept and if you can't it's best to just kind of stay away from men in those situations because it's very rare that men in a spotlight like that are like 100% faithful. Some of them are. I have seen some rappers, you know, some athletes be faithful husbands, but, uh, you know, we like to worry more so about the majority, and uh, majority, it's just too much. Like, the women, like, basically putting their vaginas on a silver platter and giving them the fork, like, you know. So I personally, that's why I say I can't judge Aisha too much because... Me personally, I just can't deal. Only because it's like, it's more annoying than anything. Like, I just hate seeing women beg for dick. Like, I just totally cannot handle that. It's just like, to me, that's just the lowest of the low as a woman. Like, in the very least, if you're gonna like fuck on these dudes, at least make them, you know, come to you. But it's like, my God, how, where, how much lower can you get when you're like begging for dick? I can't deal. So, 
for me personally, I get so egged and irritated with that to where it was just like, I, whew, this just ain't worth it to me. Um, so again, we're speaking on Aisha's feelings from the outside looking in and, you know, just imagining what it would be like for her. So basically, Aisha, they, like I said, they asked the question, you know, is it difficult to see men or women throwing themselves at your man? And Aisha said that um, for the past 10 years, uh, she has watched women throw themselves at Steph. And for the past 10 years, no man look at her or approach her. And then she said, um, it's not that I want the attention, but it would be nice to know that someone's looking. Okay. So after she said that, you definitely felt the energy shift slightly in the interview. And I think that Jada came in and, you know, was trying to like talk a little bit more about what exactly do you mean by that? Jada was like, cause you're not looking right. And Aisha was like, no, I'm, I'm not looking. It's just, you know, you, you just feel invisible pretty much. Um, and so uh, when me and my boo had did an episode, it was like two weeks ago, two, three weeks ago, we did our episode and we were talking about how like if we put all the BS aside, the reality is that a lot of men, the reason why they're not committing is because they have that horrible fear of committing to a woman that's like screwing other dudes or you know, is going to leave him for the next shiny, bright thing with more money than him. Like that if we really cut it down to the root of the issue, that's really what it is. And that men kind of act completely different with a woman that he's confident that is his and only his and wants anyone but him. So of course, you know, since that's like the worst fear for a dude, hearing Aisha say that like triggered hella niggas, like niggas was triggered as hell. So you saw all the all the triggered single guys because, you know, it's not any married guys making these comments. They're like, oh, she's married and she wants attention from other dudes and she looking for a new dick and she a thought and oh, these bitches ain't never satisfied. And I'm like, whoa, first of all, this is Aisha Curry. I highly, highly doubt that Aisha Curry is wanting like new dick like I don't. And if it was any other woman, we could maybe entertain that as an option. But I'm like, okay, can we, like, not get triggered and be logical? This is Aisha Curry. I do not think that she wants to, like, go out and have new penis. Like, I don't think she's that kind of woman, nor do I think that's what she meant. Um, Frances Crest Welsing has a really dope lecture um, where she basically is talking about um, uh, just, just us as a people, us functioning. And she suggested that black, uh, men and women should not get married women before the age of 30 and men before the age of 35. And the more I am in my relationship and the older I get, the more I understand why she said that. Um, you have to think about the things that mold your brain into becoming a mature adult. There are certain experiences that you have to have. There are certain heartbreaks that you have to have. There are certain things you have to go through um, to really understand certain things. When you're like Aisha and Steph and you guys got together and got married so young, this is pretty much 
if not pretty much or is the only man you know. And uh, basically what happens is if this is your husband and it has been so from a young age, the only attention that you um, should care about or the only attention you should um, be worried about is the attention from your husband. So if there is any period in time where that man is not giving you the attention you need, because we talked about this before, feminine women require adoration. I am not arguing this point with anyone. I'm not going back and forth with anyone about it. It's a thing that feminine women need. If you don't agree, you're probably a masculine woman and you can sit down. Women can lie to you all day and say that they do not need a man to validate them. And that may be true, but you will need the man that you are in a relationship with to validate you. One of the worst things you can do as a man is have your woman like change her hair or get her nails done and you do not comment on that. Because no matter what she says to you, subconsciously, yes, she gets things done to look good for herself, but trust and believe it makes her happy. It makes her feel fulfilled. It makes her feel feminine and sweet when you acknowledge that. You know, we sit in the shops for hours. You sit in that shop for hours and come home and he don't even look up or say anything. That could be devastating to a woman. Um, uh, I also... I also think that while getting married does mean that you're becoming one, I think it's important to understand that you are two individuals that are kind of um, assimilating, you know, their lives and who they are uh, into a partnership, but you are still your own person. Okay, Uh, your self-esteem will still be derived from yourself and how you view yourself. And I'm not saying that it's not good to wrap your entire being and identity into your man because he's going to leave you. I'm just saying that you should not wrap your whole self-esteem and your your confidence in a man. Because what if he dies? Okay, you know what I'm saying? What if he dies? It's not even so, oh, don't trust them because you never know when they're going to leave. It's. I don't think you should put your put that much power in someone's hand to have so much control on how you feel about yourself because people people can go at any time. And and then, you know, those are the people where someone dies and they can't recover from it because they wrap their whole existence into this person. You have to always remain you. Uh, and I think that Aisha is a beautiful sister, uh, but I think that is an example of what happens when you do not... Uh, You know, when you wrap your whole identity into being a wife, when you have your entire existence uh, be around being a mom, being a wife and a mother is one of the most honorable and important roles that a woman will play in her life. But it is just that it is a role. It is a role that has responsibilities. Okay, And, and it's a role that has a setting, you know, that you have to fulfill. However, that person, you are still the person. You have the role that you are playing, but you are still that individual. And if you wrap your whole existence into being a wife, then if and when your husband gets busy uh, or maybe your, you know, things are off in the relationship, it's going to directly affect how you feel about yourself. Um, I, I, uh, I personally feel like I noticed this... Um, I noticed this, uh, I'm trying to think of the right word to use, but when we speak about attention seeking, 
Um, I think that we have decided that some of our attention seeking is better and more holy than the attention seeking of others. Um, I see a lot of people speak on social media and other platforms about, oh, this person is seeking attention. And it's so ironic because it's like you wrote that comment seeking attention and you sought that attention by putting down the way the other person sought the attention. Um, I noticed that Aisha tended to be slightly condescending when she would talk about the way she would dress and she'll be like, oh, I'm. I, I'm modest and I think it should only be for my man. Basically like, oh, the rest of y'all that show any skin are wrong. And it's like, baby girl, you got to have balance. Because she literally will like go to the beach wearing a tablecloth and then be like, oh, no one's looking at me. Of course, baby girl. Um, now, do I think that you should have your have some cleavage showing in a parent-teacher conference? No, but if you're going to an event or a bar, Aisha... And other women who think her that way, baby, it's about balance. Nobody is telling you to have your ass out, but no one is also telling you to walk around wearing a shower curtain all the time. No one is telling you that you should wear loose-fitting clothes and you shouldn't show off your shape and be sexy. What the hell? Being sexy is a part of it being a woman. You know, and I, and I noticed that what women like that will do is to get attention and to get adoration and praise from men, they'll scoff at the other women like, oh, they're not as modest as me. So, you know, you should like me and give me attention because look at me, I'm not seeking the attention. And it becomes like that. And it's like, can we all cut the shit? You know, all, everybody, man, woman, black or white or purple, uh, seeks attention in some kind of way. No attention seeking is worse than others. It's all the same thing. We're all humans and we all require it. I do not feel like Aisha Curry was wrong to say um, that she she wants the attention. I think she was wrong to say that she uh, wants the attention from other men. Because I'm going to tell you what happens, fellas. Now, well, let me go back and say this. Um, it was interesting for me to see how people uh, were so quick to kind of ride for Steph. I think it goes back to that lack of male accountability that we sometimes have. And we will constantly like blame women as opposed to putting equal accountability on both sexes a woman gets raped and we say she shouldn't have let him on she shouldn't have wore that short skirt you know and it's like okay I see what you're saying but also the men shouldn't be raping you know so with this situation with Aisha it's like oh she shouldn't be uh, seeking attention from other men and it's like you know let's be logical here who is to say that Steph is this loving, loyal, perfect husband that he portrays himself to be online? Like, why do we automatically, like, sentence Aisha to a beheading? And then it's like no one even bats an eye to ever question, what if Steph is not who he's saying that he is? Okay, I don't see too many times where, you know, a brother posting his wife all day, every day, I love my wife, and he's cheating on her and beating on her but <laughs> behind the scenes. Um, fellas... You have to give your wife adequate attention. I do not care if you are in the playoffs. I don't care if you are in the closing quarter of your business or job or whatever it is. It only takes a second to acknowledge your wife. And when you acknowledge your wife and give her the attention that she needs, the validation that she needs from you, it will affect her. Um, 
no matter how busy you are, it does not excuse you. It takes a second to acknowledge her. A simple, you know, in the morning, a simple, you know, caress and a kiss, a little booty grab and damn baby, you so fine and, you know, go about your day and kill them today, baby. That keeps a woman alive. Women are flowers. Um, I don't remember whose quote this was, but they said that a woman is a flower and her husband is the fence around the garden. And that was so beautiful to me because I'm like, that really is a perfect analogy of how women are. We are delicate. We are flowers. Um, You cannot leave your flower garden for weeks and weeks and months and months and not give it any attention. The flowers will die. Um, it is the same for women. Um, I know a sister, her husband was deployed in Iraq and this man wrote her a letter every day so that every day she would receive a letter telling her she was beautiful and good morning and I love you and thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for taking care of the children. And it kept their marriage thriving even when he was away because she saw that he found a way to acknowledge her and give her attention and validate her and make her feel special regardless that he's in Iraq dodging bullets and bombs. The smallest thing, a note, a letter, a booty grab, a kiss, it can take seconds out your day, fellas, and it will keep your wife from feeling the way she felt. Because again, this is my opinion, we don't know what truly is going on with them. They could be perfectly fine for all we know. She could be making all this up in her head for all we know. We don't know. Okay, but I'm just going off of what she said and what my opinion is on what my spirit told me from her words. Um, and for her to say that um, she doesn't feel it, for her to say it would be nice to know that someone is looking, I take that as her making excuse me, her making a very bad attempt at getting Steph's attention. Um, if I had to guess my opinion, please do not take this as me reporting. This is what really happened. I have no clue. Once again, we're just speaking on this from a general point of view to talk about this because this is an issue that can affect our own relationships. Um, excuse me, what is this? Um... I am simply saying that for her to say that, in my eyes, it means if she's saying no one's looking, she wouldn't know someone's looking. It made me think, well, Steph must not be looking. Okay, this is the only man you've been with. You've been with him since you were a child. He's the only man you're allowed to look at, apparently. <laughs> only man you're allowed to look at or even breathe at. Um, so if he's not giving you attention, I can see how she felt like, my God, is anyone seeing me? You know, is anyone looking at me? Um, you know, Aisha portrays herself as a, a loyal, faithful wife. So I'm sure, you know, and Steph is a wealthy, respected man. So I'm sure that men are not like in her DM. You know, I, 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 I'm not saying men are not in her DM, but you know what I'm saying? When guys see her, they know who she is. So I'm sure they're not like pulling up, rolling down the window like, hey, little mama, let me get your number. But, um... You know, I can see how she would turn to that or think that that was okay if she feels like she's not getting it from Steph because women have to get it from somewhere. Now, I feel like had she been single for some of her 20s and kind of like, you know, lived her life on her own a little bit, 
she wouldn't even mention seeking attention from other dudes because she wouldn't it would just not even be on her mind because she would have been there done that and she'll know like them niggas ain't shit they don't want shit and I don't give a damn what any of them say or think I don't think she has that because she never experienced you know being on her own really um she probably went from her parents house to Steph and never really you know did her own thing so in her eyes, maybe it looks glorious, like, oh, I want to get attention from dudes. And it's like, girl, they don't want shit. You know what I'm saying? Whereas a woman who, you know, was single for some time and lived her life will be like, girl, don't worry about them. Trust me. They don't want shit. They ain't about shit, girl. Go home to your husband. Don't even think about it. But when you never experience that, I can see how in her eyes it can seem like, oh, that would be nice. Once you've been through it, it's like, whoo, it's not nice. It's please don't look at me. Talk to me. Touch me. Please get out of my face. <laughs> Um, so you got to be understanding. I'm like, you know, and then people was like screenshotting different posts that Steph had made like about her or with her. And I'm like, see, let me tell you the way my brain works. Um, because I try to always, uh, kind of look at all angles and I'm like, Steph has built his brand. This man got shoes, endorsements, all type of stuff. He has built this brand off of the persona of being a wealthy wholesome loving christian father so if he does not um if he does not stand by that it can affect his cash it can affect his money so i'm like you know y'all sending me all these screenshots of oh steph does post her and he does talk about her and he does show her attention i don't care about that okay because like we said at the beginning of this episode he could be posting her ass every day and walking right past her in real life he could be posting her on instagram and not saying nothing to her at the house okay so we cannot tell women they are wrong for how they feel you know and then when niggas got real triggered they were like oh well steph would have been wrong if he would have said uh he wants attention from random chicks and other girls and it's like, brothers, I really hate when you all try to do that whole vice versa thing. When it's like, well, if a man did it, it, that is, it doesn't work that way. Okay, it does not work that way. Uh, there are certain things that will be different for men and be different for women. That's just what it is. You cannot be so bratty as to pull the, well, men do it or, well, women do it every time you do something you're not supposed to do. Um, men do not give birth. Okay, this is why when women who are mothers and they speak on how they feel after giving birth or after, you know, having children and things like that, this is why it's best for men to not try to mansplain her being wrong for how she feels. Okay, because you have not pushed a human through your vagina. You did not have a human gestating in your stomach for nine months. Okay, it wasn't your ankle swollen. All right, so first of all, fellas, just shut your mouths when women are speaking on how they feel when it comes to their bodies, when it comes to giving birth, because you don't know. So stop saying it would be wrong if Steph did the same thing. When Steph did not have three children like Aisha did, y'all can get a woman pregnant a thousand times and still be out here with six-pack abs. You don't have to lay down and be pregnant. You ain't got to lay down and give birth. You don't have to do any of that. If you are fat, it's because you're just fat. 
okay? Your body is not going through pregnancy like ours is. So yes, it, it would be different if Steph said that, okay? Aisha saying that after bringing three children into this world is different than Steph saying that who's still running around hooping and throwing balls in and out of nets with apps, okay? He has not pushed a baby out of his vagina. So y'all can stop with the what if men did it. Shut the hell up. You're different than us. Okay, you don't go through the same things. Yes, it would be different if Steph said that. Oh, well, get over it. It is what it is. Okay, I do commend Aisha for being honest about how she felt. However, I personally believe, and this is me getting counseling from the married women I trust in my life. Um, I had a sister tell me, she said, do not speak on your marital issues unless the marriage is over. If you are staying in that marriage and whatever insecurities or issues you are having, discuss that with your partner. If you're Christian, discuss that with your pastor. Uh, discuss it with your trusted family. Discuss it with a psychologist. Discuss it with a marriage counselor. Um, every woman is different. Some women feel that they, they can trust their friends to talk about their marital problems with. Now, if your spirit tells you that that is the way to go, then sister, trust your spirit because everybody is wired differently. You may have super solid friends that would never, you know, have your business in the street, that would never judge you, that would never wear whatever you tell her about your man, she won't hold it against him and will still continue to love him once the issue is resolved, as you will, when he digs you down and give you that makeup sex and you forgot about everything that happened. If you feel like your girlfriends can do that, then by all means, baby girl, tell them. Now, me personally, my personal opinion, I don't believe in talking to your girlfriends about your marital issues. I think a counselor is fine because they're under oath and they have an obligation to not tell your business, to not pass judgment, and they are educated on these issues. Um, I think that Aisha was completely not wrong for how she felt. I think she was wrong for discussing, because that's a marital issue. When you're married and still feel like no one's even looking your way, that's a marital issue. That, to me, is a neglect issue. So you got on national, a national platform <clears throat> to speak on an issue in your marriage and you kind of shot yourself in the foot because when you speak on your insecurities, it triggers the insecurities of others. And the last thing you want is people projecting their insecurities onto your marriage. The last thing you want is to humiliate your husband. Uh, because I've seen many times where once a man gets humiliated by his wife, it slowly breaks the marriage down. Uh, we talked about this before where we said men stay, men stay where they are respected Women stay where they are adored. And that's the difference in us as men and women. So when you take that man's respect away and humiliate him, it can slowly cause a resentment. And I've seen a lot of times where after that happens, you know, a year or two later, we find out a divorce has been filed because he just mentally was not able to come back from that humiliation. Um, so... 
uh, I think the top things that we can get from that is the first one, keep your marriage issues off of TV, off of interviews, off of everything, unless you are divorcing and you want to, you know, then explain to your family or friends or whoever why you're divorcing. <clears throat> so people can know that you are divorced. So they don't still associate you with each other. I can see that. But, you know, if you still want to be in your marriage, if, if you feel like there's any hope in fixing your marriage, even if you are going through a rough patch, do not discuss that with the world. Uh, the second thing that I think we can learn, ladies, is maintain your own identity and sexy and balance. Be balanced in the way you dress. Uh, be balanced in your individuality. Um, be balanced in uh, your role as a human and as a wife and a mother. Balance is the key there. And the last thing that we can take from that is men adore your wives every single day. Um, my fiance, we, he, he works for himself. Right now I'm working when my clients need a haircut. Okay. <clears throat> so normally his, uh, he doesn't have his first gigs normally until like a lunchtime. So I'm normally out the house before he is. And every time I leave the house, excuse me guys. Ooh, I had to take, take a sip of water. I was running my mouth with a client, and I think I was running my mouth so much. We were talking about something had me cracking up, and I was laughing so much. I think I messed up my voice. Um, so whenever I would leave the house, I normally am leaving the house before him. And literally, I could set my watch to it every day. Um, he gets up, walks me to the front door, or sometimes he'll walk me to the car. He gives me a kiss. And then as I drive off or as I walk off, he'll be like, have a great day with your fine ass. Every morning, I don't care if how early it is or what's going on, how busy we are. He makes us stop in the morning to hug for a few seconds. He always, he'll, he'll be like, babe, come here. Like now I kind of like, I'll get up and I'll just sit there because I, I can't wait for him to be like, Bay, come here. Woo, Chile. And he always makes sure that he embraces me. And every day before I leave that house, he tell me how fine I am. Everywhere we go, I don't care where we go, how bad the women are where we go, he, he says, Bay, you the baddest thing in here. And guess what? That's what people be like, oh. You you so full of yourself. It's his fault. He be hyping me up because guess what? Once my man tell me, baby, you the finest thing, period. Period. I don't care what none of y'all say. He say I'm the finest thing going, period. That's what it is. Check. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. And, and I have to think, you know, how would I feel if he was so busy that he was just not looking my way? How would I feel if he was so busy where he wasn't doing that? It would affect me. So it's like, Aisha, sis, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt and say that maybe Steph got caught up. Let's let's just take the, 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 the best case scenario. Best case scenario is Steph simply got caught up with the playoffs. Maybe he, you know, wasn't fully aware of how it was coming off to her. She wasn't getting adequate attention. Maybe he can turn that around. They'll be fine. But I get it. Um, and again, you you don't need a man to validate you. You do not. 
But once you're married or engaged, your man has to validate you. He's the only man designated and allowed to give the attention. So if he don't get it, where is it coming from? Um, my fiance, it maybe takes him 30 seconds of his day to just make me feel so beautiful and so admired and appreciated that no one can bring me down. Because once he don't hype me up and told me I'm so fine, no matter what any other man says throughout that day, all he said is what mattered. I'm good after that. But see, if you're not giving her that acknowledgement and that adoration, now her little eyes wandering around looking like somebody, anybody, please spare a little attention in this cup for me. You know, don't have your woman out here like that. Don't have her out here like that looking for someone to look at her. You look at her. Okay, ladies, don't be out here having your man look crazy. Just talk to the man. Talk to the man. If you talk to the man, and, and that's that's the beauty in being feminine. Um, I think Aisha's a feminine woman from what I can see. Um, and I think that had she just went to Steph and been like, you know, not in a nagging way, not in a bratty way, but in a serious, honest, vulnerable way, and just been like, listen, babe, I feel like, you know, you're not really acknowledging me. I don't feel the love right now. I really need you. I know you're busy. But if we could just take, you know, five or ten minutes in the morning to, you know, they're Christians to pray together and, you know, give me a hug and give me a kiss. You know, I, I want you to acknowledge me. Like, you know, if I change my hair or do my hair, I want you to say something like, you know, then what happens is with a masculine man, then you melt him. He melts. Um, masculine men have to kind of melt first. When you come at him with a list of demands, puffing your chest out, he will shut down every time. And no matter what you're saying, he's going to find a way to play dumb or combat you or ignore you. But when you come at him in a feminine, sweet, vulnerable, honest way... He can't help it. You know, when you, when you come at him the right way, his reaction will be more so like, oh, my God, my baby. Oh, my God, my baby, my gem, my earth, my precious stone is feeling neglected. Oh, shit, let me step my game up. Okay, that's how you get men to do what you want. Um, that's feminine communication. Not, you need to look at me, and if you don't, the next nigga will. That's going to make him be like, well, bitch, bye. Good luck. If he can get you, he can have you, you know. But when it's more like, babe, this is hurting me. And be very clear, ladies, in how you feel. Babe, it hurts my feelings when. My love, it really makes me feel uh, badly when. Hey, babe, I really, be very clear in your communication. Be very strong in your words. Um, baby, I don't like when this makes me feel like it, it really hurts me when it really bothers me when these, you know, be clear, be concise and be feminine. Um, now if you do have that conversation with your partner, you know, and you give him time to be aware of it and to make the changes. And if you do not see those changes happening, 
then you have to start asking yourself serious questions because you don't want to be that woman that's like stuck in a marriage with a man that doesn't care or a man that's emotionally cold to you and closed off to you. Um, marriage is definitely a forever thing, but it's a forever thing as long as both people are mature and have enough self-control and consciousness to always be aware of their actions and how it affects their partner forever doesn't mean you be with him forever and you're neglected and disrespected it doesn't mean that now at the first you know sign of conflict you don't jump ship however you need to communicate clearly work with him grow together and make those changes if he's unwilling to make those changes and he's unwilling to be a husband Okay, and you're going to have to make some serious decisions because when a man loves you and wants to be married and understand we are in this forever. Okay, so if my wife says she needs this or that, it's not my job to argue with her about if she should or shouldn't need it. It's my job to provide that. And those are the mindsets that create long-lasting marriages. My older clients, I'm a barber for those that don't know. My older clients have been married 60, 80 years. They're like, I don't want conflict with my wife. She's my wife. She made a vow that I'm the man that has to fulfill all her needs forever. I took that vow and that duty. You know, so when she comes to me and says, I need this or I need that, I need to do it. Because who else is going to do it? She made a vow that it's only me. I made a vow to take care of her. And those are the men that you can be with forever. Um, but the man where their ego makes it unable, makes them unable or unwilling to change and grow for you when they're the only ones you can go to for it, they may not be husband material. And before you sit and suffer forever just to say you're married or just to say you're with someone, you need to leave. Um, and that's just, that's my opinion on the situation. There's tons of Aishas out there. There are tons of people going through suffering in their marriages and relationships and, you know, not knowing how to get it out. I feel that girl was suffering and she finally had a time where she had some attention on her and had an ability to speak and she, she took it. Okay, so let's take these issues and learn and grow so we can continue to build these strong black relationships.